Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hello, welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi, and glory, hallelujah, Tiffany is back. Hello, <laughs> Tiffany's back. I'm doing a dance. Hi. Back with me. I know that you have your own podcast, and people also <laughs> hear you there, and they're probably confused, but you're back with me mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time. Actually, Skype said it had been like a year since we Skyped last. How is that Seriously. I I understand. I feel like it's been about a year since I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah. And now I actually like have maybe a couple hours on the weekends again. Nice. So, cool. You know. Yeah. So Tiffany and I are going to talk about toddlers. Whoa, toddlers. <laughs> because I love to talk about toddlers and Tiffany needs to talk about toddlers. Uh, <laughs> I do. Uh so I opened a school yes. for life updates. I yes. opened my own program. I'm in the toddler room right now. Going into it, I knew like preschool is where my heart is, mm-hmm. but also like being the boss lady means that I have to fill wherever we can't hire. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the toddler room right now trying to set it up to be like the maximum best toddler experience before we get somebody new in who's like oh toddlers but then like I want them to realize how awesome it is and that's why I want to talk about toddlers with you today Heather awesome so here (laughs) is here's the quote um that we're going to start with and it'll probably take us all over the place as it usually does um so this is from a book called infants toddlers and caregivers um and it's by Janet Gonzalez Mena and Diane Widmire Iyer and it's an old it's an old book um, I first read it 25 years ago, and there's several editions since then. Um, uh, but this is the book that introduced me. I'll get to the quote, I promise. But this is the book that introduced me to Magda Gerber mm. and R.I.E. and Emma Pickler mm-hmm. or Emmy Pickler. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I was working with two-year-olds at the time that I read it, and it completely changed um, what I thought my job was um, Ooh. working with toddlers. So I highly recommend it. And uh, I'll just throw that out there for anyone else who wants to learn more about toddler stuff, infant toddler stuff. So here's here's the quote. Um, They bang puzzle pieces, draw on themselves instead of on the paper, and put beans in their mouths instead of gluing them down into the puddles they've produced with glue bottles on paper. They -hmm. look incompetent because they don't conform to the expectations of adults regarding either process or product. They being toddlers. Mm -hmm. Asterisk, mm-hmm. we're lucky if they only put the bean in their mouth instead of, <laughs> instead of the glue. <laughs> yes. there Usually. are other, <laughs> other orifices. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The nose, the ear. Yeah. Where the sun don't shine. Yeah. <laughs> Although you have a little time there. like Right. Maybe... They have to fight the diaper long enough. Right, right. So you've got them. a little time before they hit it there, but... Um... Anyway, so toddlers are a difficult transition if you're used to working with older children. Yes. Is is what I'm... And I think it's also a difficult transition if you're used to working with infants. 
Oh yeah, completely different. We 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 bulk them together. Infant toddler this, infant yes, toddler that. Yes, do. They are so but different. It's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and yeah. and even I mean, even one and two year olds, developmentally yeah. speaking, they're both toddlers. Mm-hmm. But working with what I found in my experience was I I worked with two year olds mostly and considered myself a toddler teacher and thought that was my my strength and then when I went into a classroom that was just one-year-olds I had to relearn a lot yeah even though I was still using the word toddler it was completely different yes and so for me I have one to two and a half in one classroom and that's a huge range and it's a huge range yeah but also it's like not that big at all Mm -hmm. you know it's a year a year difference between the oldest and the youngest right now yeah and for continuity of care, I'd like it to have even a even broader range. Yeah. But like, whoa, two-year-olds are steamrollers. <laughs> <laughs> even the nice sweet ones, just yeah. like. They just don't quite have the body awareness. I, 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 I've heard many, many two-year-olds be referred to as, you know, bullies or. Um, it breaks or, my heart. Or aggressive because they bump into things or people but they just don't have that control right or the spatial awareness to understand the effect their bigger body has on the smaller people yeah yeah especially if they're used to like coming up and tackle kissing their parents (laughs) like if you try to do that to a cute baby you're gonna hurt that baby right yeah (laughs) mom loves it right little little one-year-old next to you is just like what is happening (laughs) yeah yes Huh. And that's um, so the quote at hand. Yes. And really, you talked me through some stuff early on in um, toddler classroom days. Because after a week of it, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Let's Not go just... back through that a little bit. Yeah. Woo. I don't remember what I said to you, but I remember you messaging me and saying you wanted to talk about toddlers. Yeah. Um, I had this big revelation from our short conversation where you asked me questions, and I don't think you realized how poignant your questions were at the time. You were just asking me, like, what do you mean by this? Yeah. And it made me, like, mind blown. What did I mean by that? So, like, they don't play with Oh, you said you thought they were bored. Yeah. And I said, what specifically are you seeing that makes you think they're bored? Yeah. Okay. It's like, well... They're not engaging with anything for longer periods of time. They're just like dumping and pushing and like ping pong balls everywhere. Uh And as soon as I, so you were asking me about why I thought they were bored. And to me, that's what a bored three-year-old looks like. Sure. Right? Yeah. They're not, they're not settling down. They're not in a deep play zone, but deep play with toddlers is like, that happens rarely once a day outside if it's sunny are they all like engaged enough that no one is talking to each other (laughs) yeah or deep play just doesn't last as long yes it doesn't last as long and i think it looks very different for toddlers Uh i think it looks more confrontational than it does as kids get older okay what does that mean so like everything that they're doing is asking a question of what Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this quote really made me think about that 
they're not trying to do a thing or connect a thing. They're not trying to figure out the why or the how. They're just trying to figure out the what <laughs> is this? What is this? What do I do with this? Uh-huh. Do I do this? Do I do that? How do we? How do I be a person with this in my hands? How do I be a person with this in my hands and you a person next to me? Yeah. Like all of the what is happening all at once. Yeah. I and- think that's really a good way to think about it. Um, because really what, what a lot of people find hard about working with toddlers, um, specifically one-year-olds, but I think the whole range mm-hmm. can fit into this conversation is just that they, they wander mm-hmm. um, and and they're they're kind of just dumping or... Mm-hmm. carrying and then dropping mm-hmm. and, um, and so it looks like exactly what you said if it was an older child we'd be looking at a child who had some issues getting engaged or you know right whatever but but when we're talking about toddlers um, it's just all exploration and the yeah. stuff they're exploring may not make sense to us like dumping out the basket of blocks for the 17th time doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to us from an exploratory <laughs> context. <laughs> I um, still maintain that toddlers <laughs> don't believe a thing exists unless it is dumped on a floor. <laughs> That's the ultimate test. Can I dump it? It is a thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's like there aren't even any toys in the classroom until they've dumped everything. all the toys on the floor. It's like, okay, now I know where yeah. everything is. Yeah, exactly. They're seeing all their <laughs> options. Because, yeah. well, that's, I mean, that's a good point because they're still kind of figuring out object permanence and things mm-hmm. still existing, even if they're not in my sight. Mm-hmm. Um, so if everything's dumped out on the floor, everything is in my sight. Everything exists. Everything exists. <laughs> that's so deep. <laughs> I just invented a whole new philosophy. <laughs> uh, so... With this, everything is dumped. Uh-huh. Embracing that it's all going to be dumped on the floor and that loose parts looks very different for toddlers than it does for other ages uh-huh. uh, is kind of making my life more fun. Oh, good. So how, how do you think loose parts is different? Loose parts play. So the part of the loose parts play, part of the Nicholson theory is that you need yeah. quantity, right? Uh-huh. And with toddlers, I think that the entire room is the quantity. And that if you have a giant bin of foam blocks, Uh that is enough for two preschoolers to play with. And then the toddlers need to dump that out every day. Suddenly they're just like, oh God, there are foam foam blocks everywhere. All I need is like one or two shapes that are fun to hold. (laughs) And like enough that if I dump it, it feels satisfying. Uh But... If I have some the same amount that a preschool classroom would need, suddenly it's like you can't see any of the other toys. Uh-huh. And that is, I think, when that sort of, not necessarily boredom, but yeah. it's like, okay, I've seen this. I'm done, I'm done with this, but I can't visually separate all the other things that are underneath this right now. Right, and maybe there's so, a, a point where it becomes overwhelming and there's some shutdown yeah, happening. Definitely some sensory yeah. overload, some too much. Um so that was a big revelation that like the scale of what quantity of toys is fun for toddlers uh-huh. is very different. Yeah. So where it gets tricky, um and and I'll just 
use Indiana context because that's where I am and what I'm most familiar mm-hmm. with. What gets tricky then is for a child care center or program, you know, home that's serving toddlers and is either accredited through NACI or um, on our paths to quality rating mm-hmm. scale system. You know, there's all kinds of materials that you have to have yeah, um, on your shelves and available to children. But then we balance that with knowing that toddlers don't need that much. Um, yeah. Or, and that, that too much can be overwhelming um, because they use materials very differently. Yeah. Um, and I think making sure that they have access to a different mishmash of materials every day while keeping the favorites all there mm-hmm. is part of what that, that's how you get that deeper engagement what play, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, yesterday... These this string of beads was in a metal bowl, and today it's in a wooden one. Like that's that's plenty. Yeah, <laughs> that's like hours of one-year-old play uh-huh. in my mind. I've yeah. watched. We have these like beaded garlands that are all strung together from uh-huh. Christmas time in different colors and lengths and stuff, and they just like drag it over different surfaces all day long. <laughs> that is the favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, maybe this is being repetitive, but it's the reason that it's difficult for us is because we've moved so far beyond that kind of exploration. Yeah. That to look at that and to assign it the value that it might have for a toddler requires a lot of intention on our part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a willingness to accept that it's okay if we don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that as long as they still are exploring with it and using it, there's value there. Definitely. Um, so, so I pulled out something from my um, the curriculum from this zero to three course that I that I do, um, mm-hmm. and it it's just one one page where they're talking about cognitive development for toddlers, and it mm-hmm. lists some common concepts for exploration that have been really useful for me as I talk to people who are who are trying to figure out what toddler play means and why. Um, what they're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So one is, um, so again, it's common concepts for exploration. One is just exploring the physical properties, colors, texture, density, and shape. Yep. Um, and that's, that's. I think that's part of what they're doing when they're just carrying things around with them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's never just like a carrying it next to you. It's like a carrying while wiggling and waving yeah. and maybe crawling and flopping and... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that yeah. constant movement. Yep, and figuring out, you know, <laughs> do I have to put this thing down to hold up, pick up another thing, and yeah, can I get them both, or do I have to give up one? I mean, that's that's such busy brain business going on right yeah. there. <laughs> that I yes. think is amazing. Um, so the other one is numeracy, and they're just talking about like more, more than, or less than. Um, mm-hmm. So I think sometimes that's the dumping. Sometimes that's um, when they're just lining things up over and over on shelf mm-hmm. shelves and things that people get worried about and assume it's autism <laughs> when they see toddlers lining things up. Um, inanimate movement, the way objects move in response to gravity, impact with another object, water, etc. Um, and function, how an object or material can be used, even if that just means what does it sound like when I bang it on something or... Um, uh, when I carry it or yeah, you know, if I, if I put this over here, does it change anything? Spatial relationships mm-hmm. 
and causal relationships. Um, so what I what I challenge people to do when I'm talking to them about this is to maybe just write make a list that they can post somewhere with those different area concepts of exploration so that they can start practicing. When I see a toddler doing something, um, can I can I assign it one of these concepts to make sense for myself? Uh, yeah, can I get one of those to, <laughs> to like make a giant in the classroom? Yes, yes, you should. So when be. I'm like losing my mind because that puzzle piece makes a very loud sound on the table i can say hey you're exploring a exactly relationship right for now reframing um, yeah but also it's sort of just like a constant little research project for me as yeah. the adult in the room definitely um, making That's... those connections and... um i'm really into what i call naturalist teaching okay. which is how do you observe things from a point of curiosity uh-huh. to make further connections in your own knowledge so that's exactly what you just said like I'm curious about this what can I learn about what this kid is doing by thinking about it differently as opposed to just being like yeah whatever that's a that's a toddler they're toddlering uh-huh. in the same way that people have experienced plant blindness have you heard about that no um, it's where you like walk outside and you see a bunch of green and you're like yeah whatever those are plants uh-huh. But as soon as you start to get curious and notice, it's like, oh, yeah, there are like 40 different plants in my front yard right now, but they're all different and they do different things. And, uh, you know, it's just sort of as soon as you start to get curious about the different types of play and different types of toddler play, mm-hmm. um, it'll force you to have a deeper relationship with each child and be a better teacher. Yeah. In my yeah. So I guess um, maybe carrying that an, a little bit further, if... Mm-hmm. Um, so we're used to seeing green plants every time we go outside and then yeah. we go outside, we go into another space and there's still plants, but they're not green. What is our response then? It's like, oh, these aren't plants anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if so, let's say that working with preschoolers is the green plants that we're used to seeing. And then we go into yes. this new setting with toddlers and it's completely different. Um, yes. We can't just dismiss it because it's not the green plant we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, or get angry because it's not the green plant we're used to. We have mm-hmm. to we have to stop and figure out what it is and what yeah. it needs and how mm-hmm. we can do that. There's there's a level of adult responsibility that I sometimes don't see people accepting when they move into a toddler room. Yeah. Um, and I've done as a as a person who hired people. Um, I, I very rarely had anyone come in and say, yep, one-year-olds is the age I want to work with. That's the age I went to school to work with. Yeah. That's, that's what I have in mind when I say I want to work with kids. It's always mm-hmm. like, it was always, well, I, I guess I could do that. But if something opens in an older age group, could I be considered? <laughs> it's like, right. No, no one's choice is toddlers and that's disheartening. Yeah. And I think it is partly because of this sort of volatile stigma that all of parenting culture puts on toddlers. Uh-huh. Oh, those terrible twos. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Toddlers. Oh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and for some, um, the, so, you know, one of the ideas of developmentally appropriate practice is understanding what's typical for the age that you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, I've worked with some who say, okay, so things like, um, this, this filling and dumping as exploration, mm-hmm. um, 
So I know that's typical of a toddler, but my job then is to teach them not to do it anymore. And that's backwards. Instead of saying, I know this is what I can expect. So what do you mean? I'll provide extra ways for them to do that. Right. Enriching ways for them to do that. Right. So you have to take it even a step further from saying, okay, yeah, that might be typical for toddlers to welcoming it, embracing it, Mm -hmm. understanding that that's what they need to be doing at this time. And, yeah. And so I my role, my own identity is tied up in that. You know, any 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 time we're working with kids, our own egos are involved. Yeah. That's um, yeah. So if, especially if you've had really smooth sailing with preschool and then suddenly you're into this new new situation and everything you yeah. thought you were good at is suddenly being challenged. Yeah. <laughs> For me the most challenging thing about toddlers is that the the interpersonal conflict is very much active learning. Yeah, sure. Well, I and mean, I, I saw the age group. In, what was that? I think that's true for any age group. Um, yeah, but, but but tell me with what you mean. Schoolers, the conflict. Like my my job was to teach them conflict resolution. Uh huh. Okay. Right. Yeah. With toddlers, they're seeking the conflict itself. Like, we're, we're not necessarily going to get a resolution here, you know? Right. Um, and it's, it's, to me, I describe it as the, um, what is it at our school? It's the orange bubble-blowing wand problem, <laughs> right? Okay. Everybody wants the orange bubble-blowing wand. It is the best wand. We have several other colors of the exact same type of <laughs> wand. But that orange wand is the best wand. And so in preschool, it's like, oh, you know, we'll make a list to wait. Well, you know, maybe you could use one of these other ones. Let's offer a trade. But the toddlers, for whatever reason, like seeking that conflict is a major part of their learning. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that ties into these common concepts for exploration, because for Mm -hmm. a toddler, especially uh, those other toddlers, are objects to be explored. Yes. In the same way that the bucket of blocks was an object to be explored. Yes. So I'm going to try and figure out the physical properties of this other toddler. Um, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to explore the way it moves. Uh Uh-huh. Spatial relationships, causal relationships. Yes. That all ties into how they're interacting with each other. Yeah, blowing my mind right now. <laughs> in a way that is different than the conflicts we see in preschool ages. Yeah, uh, I miss toddlers. <laughs> you want to come teach toddlers with me? I kind of do. I kind of do. I don't know that Move I could get everyone here behind that plan, but maybe just an internship or something. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And that same can be said for, it's not just with other toddlers, it's also with the adults in the room. They're exploring the adults, too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and so much of what toddlers are working through is, who am I separate from you? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, their whole infancy, they've been so dependent on the adults around them for everything. And and now yeah. they're they're figuring out 
okay, what do I still need you for? What don't I need you for? If I decide I need you when I thought I didn't, are you still going to be there? And yeah, so a lot of the ways that they're interacting with us are kind of unconsciously testing that out. Too, yeah, I think. And that's the other thing with toddlers. I think that they are unconsciously testing all of this out. Yeah. They don't say to themselves, oh, look, look at this sweet LaCroix can. I think I'm going to explore the numeracy of it now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're looking at their checklist of concepts they haven't explored right. yet today to mm. see what they still need to hit. Yeah. Have I tried the function? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that to me is where that misconception of like, oh, toddlers are bullies. This right. toddler is, you know, like that's where that misconception comes in. They're not consciously making choices about anything, uh-huh. I don't think. Yeah. Not. I mean, even when you do offer a two-year-old a choice, the answer is no. So, you know? often, yes, yeah. <laughs> even if they like both options, uh-huh. even if you're just asking like, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? The answer is no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. And I uh, think we need to give them a lot of credit for uh-huh. how intelligent and scientific toddlers are. A hundred percent. Yes. But not credit for like choosing to act a certain way. They right. are reactionary. I, I think that, that we really attribute a lot of malicious intent (laughs) to toddlers that really is just um you know I've I've been on the planet for a very few months and I'm still figuring it all out yeah and uh sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't I think again it brings to mind Emily Plank and the culture of childhood Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. comes up every podcast ever um, <laughs> right, because because the whole point of her book is to get us to to take the perspective and and to uh, make the assumption that there's just things that we don't understand about this culture of childhood. That if we spent some time trying to understand, we would function better. Yeah, if that makes sense. That isn't exactly how I wanted to say it, but that's how it came out. <laughs> So no, listeners that, are that welcome to me. rearrange those words however they need to <laughs> to arrive at some sort of point. But but, <laughs> but I think that's, it's, you know, just our own curiosity mm-hmm. is going to help us meet the needs of the t- toddler's curiosity. Yeah. Um, and their experiments and their exploration. Yeah. It just looks so much different. That. so different yeah so different yeah and very cute when things are all going quote unquote well yeah it's like stupid cute <laughs> they're all diaper butts and the way that they don't have like the right balance to run but oh they like gosh. shuffle run everywhere with a million things heads. And, and they're giant heads yes it's really cool to wear baby trucker hats here. <laughs> God, they're adorable. <laughs> Whoa, so yeah. cute. Yeah. But. And their expression when they're truly surprised by something. Uh-huh. Which I feel like most of the world is somewhat surprised. I was to just going to say, that's a big part of your life when you're one. 
Right? Yeah. But like suddenly when something happens that's like really truly delightful and unexpected <laughs> to them and they get that little glint like what? <laughs> what? It yeah. goes what? Like yeah. I'm trying to think when that last happened. Mm. Yeah. I'm out of touch. I haven't hung around with a toddler for a year now, so <laughs> I took some toddlers for a hike on Friday. Oh my word, that's amazing. Uh I and since then I have been researching cargo bikes. That's my what? dream What's to a get a cargo, cargo bike. bike. Um uh, it's like a bike and then on the front is a giant box. Oh. Well, it's more like a trike with uh-huh. like a really big box in the front, tires uh-huh. on each side of the box. Uh-huh. And they make them with Seatbelts for kids. Sure, and you're just going to strap them in and go biking. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Doesn't that sound lovely? Like when they've all lovely. reached that, like, nobody took a good nap today. Yeah. Every, you know, that like, ah, uh, no, like, we're not doing any learning here. We're yeah. just trying to fulfill our basic needs. <laughs> Let's just hop in the bike and get some fresh air, man. During which process they will learn. Yeah. So learning will happen. There's a lot to learn on a bike. That's right. Or just out in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at things go by. Yeah. Although getting them all in to buggies and bikes and... Oh, Lordy. Oh, that's... The secret is snacks. Oh, is that right? Always... Yes. Because <laughs> I... So I walk like five miles a day with these kids. Uh-huh. And it's in a quad stroller with one on my back. I have five at a time. Uh-huh. And to get in the buggy, we wake up from nap, we change all the diapers, we sunscreen up, uh-huh. we put them in one at a time with a portable snack, and then we cruise. Nice. That snack is crucial, man. Yeah, I believe that. I just, that's, like, if I think of moments that I really did not enjoy as a toddler teacher. <laughs> Getting everyone Once thing. the buggy is within sight, and they all become frantic. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants into that buggy. Oh. But you can only strap them in one at a time. Yeah. But you've I just only done them... it seven million times, so they haven't quite learned yet that you always take them all. <laughs> right. That connection has always. not quite been formed yet. Uh, yeah. Today might be the day I don't get to go in the buggy. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I protest at the top of my lungs. Yeah. <laughs> I just let them all climb in. Yeah. Free- well, sure. But, you know, there's still always some. The, yeah, that's true. There's just always Or the, the ones that are like, wait, am I stuck here forever now? <laughs> until, until you actually do get everyone strapped right. in and moving. And it's just like, wait, this is life forever from yeah. this point forward? We had one in my last bunch of toddlers last summer who was so excited and he'd be in the little buggy with his fists tight and his feet out straight kicking and everything we saw outside was, ooh, ooh, (laughs) until about 20 minutes in. And then he would just be like arms folded, head down, (laughs) like so done with it. It's like, wait, this is it? I just sit? (laughs) Every time. We stop and pick up weird stuff. Sure. Big sticks, little sticks. We do a lot of math on our walk. Nice. Pine yeah. cones, fir cones, yeah. hemlock. 
mountains, flowers, leaves. Yeah. We were on Purdue campus, so. Oh, yeah. There was some stuff to pick up, but mostly there were people to see. And Mm. it was always really interesting to me because, you know, the whole buggy full of toddlers is waving and saying hi to everybody we pass. Right. Um, there, There are so many in this in this context it just happens to be that they were all college students who uh-huh. were like too cool to wave back to toddlers or to smile what? and say hi and they would just like work their way past us like nothing was happening what and it That's made me absurd. want to publicly shame them but i didn't yeah uh, but you I just, yeah, get I didn't over here and it. wave you, at you come top. back here and talk to her <laughs> yeah i'm gonna stop this buggy right now sir <laughs> Just follow him around campus, yelling yeah. hi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you you will acknowledge these toddlers. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! We, get, we don't see a lot of people on our walks because we're in the sure. middle of nowhere. Do uh, you see bears? But we haven't seen any bears or cougars yet. Good. Although we were warned last last week. No, it was week before last. Somebody stopped and said, "Like, hey, there, we saw a cougar up the road. You should turn around." Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that we're making quite enough noise to scare off anything. Oh, sure. To scare off. I um, guess that makes same sense. time, we're like delectable little treats. <laughs> Swallow us up in one bite. Right. Toddlers are fun size, snack size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! But yeah, everybody, so. every car that we wave to waves back. Well, that's great. You're so lucky. <laughs> Every once in a while, though, somebody will stop and be like, "Are all of those yours?" Yeah, yeah, um, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have five kids of all different ages, one month apart from each other, but it's cool. It can happen. Yeah, or Damn something. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we seem to be uh, all done with our topic. <laughs> and just yeah, wandering around wherever our- we end up now. So. Uh, oh, that's though. Yeah, I love wandering with you in conversation. I know Heather. I've missed it so much. <laughs> uh, maybe someday your time will be free and we'll be able to talk more. Uh, the glory days when you've hired all your staff and yeah. Ooh, Heather. Yeah, we had an episode where we talked about our dream school a while back. We did. I and spent you got it. all. Uh, well, part one, I yeah. spent all of my Memorial Day weekend uh, researching how to get accredited as a college. So, oh. you know. okay, well, you keep me posted because I am okay. all over that. You're going to come work for me? Um, maybe some adjunct work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just What I, I really want to do is set up satellite schools. Yeah. Anywhere. So like once you're accredited through us. Uh-huh. You can set up a school and then just like once people work with you for a certain number of years, they get their degree. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. then you could do it from anywhere, That's which is right. a big problem with childcare. That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. So, you know, um, yeah. Well, we'll have to go back and re-listen to that episode <laughs> see if we need to do yeah. a second edition or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tiff. Oh, oh Heather, it's so nice talking it to you. It was nice to talk to you, too. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on.